The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 66 of the Neat Glass Sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And today we're doing another in our erstwhile series of deep distillery dives. In the past, we've dived deeply on whiskey makers, both big and small, covering their origin stories and tasting multiple expressions of Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, Journeyman, Bartons, Balconies, Broken Barrel, Barrelcraft Spirits, Michter's, Whistle Pig, James E. Pepper, and Hill Rock. But this time we're highlighting the whiskeys of a company that says it represents a novel take on an old idea, and that distillery is New Riff. And to honor that spirit of newness joining us are a pair of new guests and ed will get us started by introducing those new guests as well as three new new riff riffs on whiskey that we'll all be riffing on tonight all right thanks guys excellent job as always right so <laughs> joining us on this their first episode the longtime friends of the podcast longtime listeners and people that scott and i have drank with in the world That's which right. is never on air first i have a friend of mine andy who's worked with me for a couple of decades hello everyone uh, andy's the type of friend that helps you move two times 10 years <laughs> apart okay he's that guy and who did he drag along to help? Who he also dragged along to the podcast is his son, Drew. Hello. I've also known since he was just knee-high to a grasshopper, he's 6'2 now, so. 6'4. Uh, 6'4 now. 6'2 <laughs> an hour ago. Right, he, just grew, <laughs> right he, he grew when he first got here. I am Drew. I am Drew. I am Drew. <laughs> I am Drew. But anyway. Drew. <laughs> and so we've been talking about New Riff for a while. We've seen it pop up on the shelves and we've bumped into it here and there we haven't really focused on it but we decided no. that do you think it's new riff because they're based in newport kentucky is that where the new comes from um you have a story of that uh well they say they're a new riff on an old idea oh and okay. i have that makes sense information about that all right so we're going to do this episode in two parts the first one scott will give us a background on new riff and then we're going to taste the hundred proof bottle and bond for your elixir if you will <laughs> and then we're going to taste their single barrel bourbon which is pretty much the same stuff at a barrel proofing of one 12.2 so we're going to taste these two and see what the difference is between their bourbons yeah then we're going to take a break andy and drew are going to talk to us about their whiskey origin stories like mm -hmm. what got them into whiskey then we're going to taste the new riff balboa rye which is a hundred proof is it bottle and bond rye yes all right so yeah. bottle and bond rye hundred proof four years at least and then we're just going to uh do a new riffs on a cocktail right and then we're going to talk about other spirits and uh, whiskeys that they have right all right so scott tell us about new riff what do we need to know about these guys all right so this is their history it's not very long they haven't been around for a long time and this is from various pages on their website newriffdistillery.com 
founded in 2014 by Ken Lewis, a visionary Kentucky liquor retailer and entrepreneur, New Riff is led by a team of corporate refugees ranging from craft beer to politics and more. New Riff crafts a range of whiskeys, bourbons, rye, malted rye, and a host of other specialty recipes, and their mission is simple, to someday be counted among the world's greatest small distilleries. Independently owned by one family, they have the freedom to make an uncommon declaration of quality. Because, for the first time since the inception of the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, a Kentucky Sour Mash whiskey distillery has committed itself exclusively to the world's highest quality standard, higher than that, covering scotch and even cognac. Indeed, the Bottled and Bond Act represented a watershed moment for American whiskey, which demanded an end to the spurious blending and rectifying practices of the time and required several legal protections for whiskey, which include, I'm going to give Ed a pop quiz on what the Bottled and Bond rules are. From the uh, same distillery in the same distilling season. Correct. Barreled and stored in a federally bonded warehouse. Yes. For at least four years. Correct. And then bottled at 100 proof. Yes. I'm missing one, aren't there's, I? Yeah, there's missing one. Right. Where it's distilled at? Yeah, the distillery And where it's bottled. And the unique government number that was assigned oh, to yeah, it. Oh, right. yeah, I didn't know. I, 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 that, that's, that was a little too it's much ob- for me. It's obscure. But you got three out of four. That's right, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the main thing that I want to know is that it's the same growing season from the same distillery. Right. It's in a federally bonded rickhouse, which is the most important one, I think, because it secures that it's being stored properly. Right. They get inspected right. periodically and, and then that. it's bottled at least 100 proof, which is, I always say like 105 is a sweet spot for me to drink whiskey at. Yeah. So if it's 115, I'll like add some water or, or maybe a cube to get it down to where I want to drink it. So that's why I think bottle and bond, I, I have a, I definitely have a fetish for it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I yeah, would, fetish is the word. Yeah, like if you come out. <laughs> Get yeah. it out of your lap. I'll, at least you're saying lap, so I'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the top of the bottle is black. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, shit. All right. All right, let me continue. Bop, bop, bop. All right, and aside from their barrel-proof, single-barrel bottlings, all new Riff whiskeys are bottled in bond. Mm. But that's not enough for new Riff because they also take it one step further by refusing to use chill filtration, thus ensuring that not a single molecule of flavor is sacrificed for cosmetic appearances. And if you're confused about what chill filtration is, it's the controversial process that some distillers use to lower the temperature of the whiskey to the point where fatty acid esters and other chemical compounds clump together to create a cloudy haze, which is then removed, a practice that many argue can dull a whiskey's flavor. And curating a whiskey's rich flavor is what New Riff is all about. Hmm. Starting with water taken from a 100-foot-deep limestone aquifer directly under their distillery, they mash the highest quality grains, including non-GMO yellow American dent corn, northern European rye, as well as various malted rye, chocolate malts, oats, and wheats in open fermentation vats to attract local microflora. So and wait a minute, I'm sorry to interrupt. They actually grind up their own grains and they don't source. They source the grains. Oh, I know, but I mean... They, oh, they don't source whiskey. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. so they are making their own whiskeys. Correct. Oh, see, I always assume New Riff was... Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought they were sourced until this very moment. I no. thought they were sourced. Oh, no. shit. All they right. distill their own stuff. I'm even more impressed. Yeah. And then after twice distilling in a column still, they age it in a wide variety of new toasted and charred oak barrels to create a complex and comprehensive array of maturation influence on all their whiskey. Today, New Riff produces approximately 12,000 barrels a year at their recently expanded and renovated distillery located in Newport, Kentucky, which features an iconic all-glass tower built around their column still, as well as a rift-top bar... 
called the aquifer and despite having a free hand to improvise and create kentucky whiskey anew new riff upholds above all else the time-honored kentucky whiskey making regimen which is fully the equal of the world's greatest whiskey traditions lovely thank you i'm excited all right so the first one we have to taste i don't really have a description about it because right. it's bottle and bond bourbon there's nothing really to say about it except it is 100 proof yep. it is aged four years the mash bill is 65 percent corn 30 percent rye five percent malted barley the price is about 40 dollars, mm. and it won double gold at this year's san francisco world spirits competition is that their highest yes okay andy and drew have you had much new riff this is my first time having is it? it okay yeah, me too. Never had it. Okay. All right, so let's nose it. We're Once again, we have that set our neat glass, swirling it around. As always, if you haven't joined us on the neat glass parade, go to neatglass.com, order yourselves two, four, six, eight. Who do you appreciate? Neat glass, neat glass, yeah, 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 <laughs> dot com. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, rah, rah, rah. You put in whiskey tan, and you get 10% off from our good friend George. I mean, it's very fruity on the nose. I get really traditional notes, vanilla, caramel. Yeah. I definitely got the vanilla. And some Car- baking spices, like cinnamon. Yeah. Vanilla caramels, but it's, like I said, really fruity, and I don't know what fruit it is. It's light fruits, though. Like an apple. Plums or cherries. Apple. Interesting. Yes. Apple's the shout. Yeah, like yeah, maybe, like, maybe like a cinnamon apple. Ooh. I definitely get cinnamon. Like a Macintosh apple rather than a green apple, right? Because like a red apple right. type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Smells delicious. This does smell awesome. <laughs> and you getting anything else? On the nose? Yeah. No, I just got... Did you taste it already? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. I got vanilla... Sometimes got, he sneaks one. Yeah, I got vanilla, very traditional notes, and then some cinnamon, like I said. So I'm going to taste right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching him. When he wow. tastes, I taste. Yeah, yeah. You keep an eye out for him. Well, just so I know when to taste. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I taste everything I smelled, which happens sometimes. I taste caramel. I taste cinnamon. I also get like a ginger ale finish. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. There's like a ginger going on here, like a sweet ginger, candy That's ginger. That's so weird. I get, do you get that? Almost like a, yes. Can, like, yes. a, like a candy ginger. The finish, I'm just getting a lot of spice on my throat. It's like kind of blocking it a little bit, but. It yeah. might be the rye. Yeah. It is high rye, right? Yeah, what's the mash bill? 30. 30% oh, yeah. rye. 65 yeah. corn, 30% rye. Mm-hmm. 5% multiple. Yeah. Mm. It's light. Right, for 100 proof. And there are elements of the youthfulness in this whiskey. Mm-hmm. But that said, there is a level of complexity that is surprising for such a youthful whiskey. It's very uh, dichotomous. So it's light to me in flavor, but there is depth there. And I yeah. think the depth is sort of the mouthfeel. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is very yeah, it good. Is. Definitely the ginger, candy ginger is in there, like, but like a ginger ale to me, like a sweet ginger. Yeah, yeah. there's an effervescent quality, and so yeah. candy ginger ale is really good. It's a sweet... Who, who was the good ginger ale? Was it, was it Canada Dry? Schweppes was no. better than ginger ale? I Seagram's is the go-to Seagram's. ginger ale. Okay, Seagram's is, I, I think, think Canada the one Dry that I like. I think Canada Dry is the best. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go to war over that. Canada Dry is the basic <laughs> one. Shade. Oh. My ass is basic. Oh. Basic. <laughs> That's like you think of ginger ale. Okay, yeah, you're gonna think of Canada Dry, but if you want to elevate, you go a little bit Seagrams. I agree, Drew. You're right. Canada Dry is ass. I didn't say that. Oh, I said basic. Andy, what do you think? (laughs) You're sitting next to Ed. Remember, at the house we have Seagrams. Oh, well, there you go. Ed, you're hanging out to dry. Well, Canada Dry. But I'm. Seagrams is definitely an ass, but uh, <laughs> Schweppes has its place in the world for sure. Schweppes. It's like I you think. swept the floor with it. I'm looking up a, li- I'm looking up a list of, of uh, 
<laughs> top 10 ginger ale. <laughs> top 10 ginger ale. Are there com? 10 ginger ales? Schweppes is seventh. Okay. Cannon Dry is six. Okay. Face. Um, <laughs> yeah, face head. Reeds. I don't I don't know a lot of all these brands. Oh, oh where's where Seagram's? Seagram's? Where's Seagram's? Uh, Seagram's is three. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Top three, though. Top three. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not basic. And like Ver- seven Ver- or six. Verner's. Verner's? What? Yeah, Verner's from Detroit. What Nazi ginger ale is that? <laughs> Verner's is best. <laughs> so loud. Detroit? Sorry. So loud. Are um, there Nazis in Detroit? Um, probably. <laughs> I There's remember, Nazis everywhere. I, remember, I, I, I was I was watching Clinton do a deposition back today, and he had like some type of terrible off-brand ginger ale. And I remember thinking, <laughs> you can't get the president like a Schweppes or Canada Dry. Like, what, right? Uh, like, what you get? Well, you gotta, it can't be Canada Dry. That's endorsing a different country. Well, that's right. true. true. That's true. true. Good point, Drew. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Which so button, many puns. Which button mutes Drew? I forget. Which one. <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that uh, well, oh, oh, do the tasting notes. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. The how, how good do we do? I think okay. we, I think we crushed it. All right, so from Breaking Bourbon, fresh baked bread. I can actually see that cinnamon bark. Nope. Brown sugar rising to the top with light notes of toasted oak, hay, oh. baked cinnamon apples, hey. yep. and vanilla bean. We actually said cinnamon apples. So oh, that's- yeah, that's amazing. On the palate, sweet caramel, vanilla powder, light baking spice, marshmallow, and sweet oak with a twinge of spicy ginger candy. <laughs> there we go. There we, go. we murdered this one. There we go. Excellent. On the finish. Ask out awards. Anytime you want to judge us, here we are. We've been telling you. We've been telling you. The finish is bold rye spice delivers an uppercut to start things off with a lingering light vanilla and dabs of dry leather and oak. Mm. Yeah, it's very oaky. Yeah. On the leather, finish. I didn't get that, but I can see it. I was so focused on the spice at the end. This is terrific, especially for $40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, we had the rye before, um, just a regular rye, not the Balboa rye that we'll have later. And I thought it was just a little, I don't know, light. Yeah, that's why we left it off because we drank that a whole bottle of that together. But so. if you remember, when we drank it, we took it to poker to your uh, yeah. stepbrother's house and, and there's like six guys and we were all whiskey drinkers. And that was the one at the end of the night that was the most drank. And even though when we were tasting, it was like, eh, it's okay. And then it was the one that was most gone. But I think it night. was most gone because no one had tried it before. So yeah, I think they all, too. I think that's an interest of, oh, what's this? It you was know, novel, I, but possibly a thing that we right. liked more as we drank it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is really good. All right, so we got our second one up. Yeah, some, the second one. Drink some water, everybody. You got some water? Clear your palate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Trader Joe's sparkling blueberry lemonade. Not a sponsor. Water. Tap water. Mm. I got no. some Poland Springs. <laughs> Straight from not the a, hose out back. Poland Springs, not a sponsor. <laughs> right, we're all going outside. Drink from the hose. You know what I'm hose B. H O S E, not H O E S. Okay. Two very different types of hose. Or, or is it H? I thought it was H O apostrophe as you talk about hose. Hose. No, it's plural. It's not possessive. Wow. You're possessive. I mean, you can be possessive of hose. You can be. They can, can be, be possessive too. Yeah. Oh, very true. Yeah. Don't throw shit at me, bitch. <laughs> oh, I could have caught that so easy, too. Damn it. Leah, I'd like the clap. Oh. We're talking about hose and you caught the clap. Get I it? know. I get it. You're not supposed to talk about that on air. Oh, that's sorry. A, that's a painful cure, everybody. Is that, is Private that a, matters. Private is, matters. Is that a HIPAA violation? It's a HIPAA. <laughs> it actually was a TIPA violation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Yikes. I'll publish it down, but this, this was all humor. Ed never had the clap, nor will have the clap. He doesn't even like to clap along to music. The clap is such a 70s reference. Isn't that gonorrhea? Isn't that what the clap is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. so yeah. for uh, Gen Z, gonorrhea. Yeah. <laughs> the big G. G. 
feel like I'm at Wimbledon. No. <laughs> That's why we sit on opposite ends. Right. So, yeah. so you guys don't know who to look at. We're going into the <laughs> next up for everybody to try to get back on track. <laughs> yeah. We got the new ref single barrel. Yes. Barreled at what they call cast strength, which is 112.2, 56.1% alcohol for you scientists at home. Yep. And the uh, barrel number for this is 7215, my favorite. Your favorite new riff barrel. Absolutely. I love new riff in the 7,000s. So this is the same mash bill as what we just had. Uh, The price of this was about $45 that I got at the liquor store right around the corner here. It won the silver at the 2023 San Francisco World Spirit Competition. And the other one won the double gold? Double gold. And this one's silver. Yeah. Now, I don't know which barrel it was that actually won the silver. I understand that. So it's probably not this one. I'm assuming it's not this <laughs> because bottle. this one I found out was bottled in 2019, so it's been sitting around for a while. I didn't notice that when I got it, right? But, but it's yeah. the same juice, right? And that we just tasted, but a little older but a single, and a cast strength. a single barrel. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. The nose is a little stronger. It looks a little darker than the regular bourbon. A little bit cast strength, right? Yeah, it, um, it does smell deeper. I actually got apricots off this, which I have no idea why. Apricots, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird note for me to get on my nose. I'm getting some Ooh. similar stuff, like still the vanilla, still a little bit of apple. Yeah. I'm still mm. getting like a candy note, but I'm getting cinnamon as well. The cinnamon's still there for me. I'm getting like brown sugar notes, mm-hmm. like a deep, dark sugar. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like a burnt sugar. Yeah. Like a little bit more than the other one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it smells great. It smells deeper, richer. It almost smells like a rye, to be honest. Other Absolutely. Th- I get a lot of rye spice in the yeah. nose. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Smells like a rye to me. Yeah, it, it's got some herbaceous stuff in it, mm-hmm. like vegetal, almost like like the tops of celery. <laughs> celery tops, the greens. No, I'm not, I'm not getting on board with that. I just, That's just, a, just what celery came to is, my mind. Celery is such a pungent smell. It just came to my mind. My father used to work in produce, and all he ever smelled of was celery. No matter what else he did that day, really, he would come home from work smelling like celery. I feel like I there's think. worse things you can smell like I agree. celery. Yeah. I agree. Like onions. I agree. It would be yeah. bad. Cabbage. Right. Boiled cabbage. Especially. Uh, That's bad. Not a fan of boiled cabbage. No, that would be terrible. Your mom? God oh, him. his mom. Hey, that's your wife. No, no. One more down. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> my gotcha. mom. My mom. He's always making fun of my mom. He met her once. Yeah. And he's been smitten ever since. She's a beautiful woman. And as is yours, Drew, but I'm not talking about your mom. Your mom's <laughs> a lovely person. <laughs> and plus, she's had to put up with your father for so many years. And that is a fact. Oh, my God. Uh, I tasted it. It's awesome. Oh, I got anise. Like an anise candy. Like a oh, good and plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get that licorice. Oh, that's Oh, yeah. it, this it's does very, not taste like a bourbon. No, it's so it sweet. No, this, this it tastes, tastes like, like a rye. Yeah. yeah. This tastes like a rye far and away. The sweetness is brief and instant and then gone. Gone. And then it's like leather and herbaceous <laughs> and spice. This is awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is good. This is about $8 more, right? Like $55, $54? No, this was only like $44.99 I got this for. All right. Well, I could have sworn I saw this one that was about $8 more than the basic two. So it depends where you get the single barrel because they have a single barrel program where liquor stores and bars Uh, and stuff can get the single barrels and put them into their liquor stores. Oh, right. So the prices end up being a little variable. Right. I was at Tomer's and they have great prices, but. Yeah. And how much was it? Like $55? $52. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which isn't crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. Not for this. No. Yeah. 112, six years old for 50 bucks, basically. Ooh. Come on. I would have added an ice cube on this because I think it's hot mm. enough. Just one cube. Yeah, let's add some water. Give it about a 10 second swirl and then I'll taste it. It'll probably proof it down to about 106. 
Wow. I'll tell you, with a little bit of water on this, Ooh. it just makes it better. Yeah. It smoothed out all the rough edges. I got oh, a little yeah. mint now, yeah. like a little peppermint yep. Yep. quality. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, I just tasted that. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was like a spearmint or a peppermint or whether it was this raw mint. It's not sweet, so I'm thinking it's like- No, it's, it's not sweet. It, it's like the herb. Mm. Taste it at all? Not like chewing yeah, gum it did. type no, mint. It was like peppermint. It, yeah, splash right yeah not, not like a chewing gum no, no, uh, mint like, like type the, of thing. Like a but mint tea. More, tea. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This is really nice. I'm really happy with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially at that price point, too. Yeah. I think I would probably live at the BIB a little more. It's simpler, it's sweeter, and it's more bourbon forward. This is heavy rye for me. and not, This is a rye lover's yeah, bourbon. Not yeah. right. Not the Agreed. rye where I live. Yeah. Like I would have just stated that that's me being weird. The, the, <laughs> the single barrel is a much better whiskey. I'm going to go side by side with the, the bourbon because right. I still have some left. You guys can pour, oh. pour more if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. We're passing back and forth. And yeah, we're going to go side to noise. side because it's supposed to be the same juice, just aged a little longer in castorant, and I'm tasting complete differences. Same mash bill. It's unbelievable. I know. I cannot understand how this is the same mash bill. It's just, I guess, the quality of whatever barrel that it happened to be sitting in and where in the rickhouse that barrel was sitting. That's the only variable here. We'll and it. the proof. Right. We're going to taste right. the original bourbon. Hmm. Well, definitely t- sweeter, especially after tasting the other one. It's the sweetness just comes to the top on this one. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. Sweeter, lighter, fruitier. And the finish isn't as strong either. No, it's not. It kind of just dissipates very nicely. Mm. I tell you, because I had the cube on there and I added some more into it, it's probably not a cast right. It's very, very sweet and approachable with a couple drops of water on it, the single barrel. I like the single barrel even better than I did before. Yeah. Breaks up that spice bomb at the end mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of brings some of the sweetness forward. Right, because I liked Makes it already. Makes it sit a little bit, sit a little bit nicer. Yeah. I liked it already, but uh, it really mellows it out. Sit a little bit, sit a little bit nicer in my mouth. <laughs> All right, so I have tasting notes from Bourbon Inspector, which was just a general barrel. I don't know which barrel it was. And right. then an alternate tasting notes from Scotch Noob, who had a barrel from the same season that this barrel was. Nice. From. Good job, Scott. All right, so we'll do alternate. So we'll do nose for both, palate for both, and finish for both. Okay. All right. So the tasting notes from Bourbon Inspector, the nose was uh, cinnamon, gingerbread, brown sugar, followed by subtle notes of apple and vanilla. Yeah, which we got that again. That was the palates where they diverse a lot. Yeah. So the Scotch Noob said quite vegetal with aromas of cut grass, roasted green bell pepper, raw garden peas, and cacao, which is, I don't think really what we got, but I think it was a little bit more vegetal. Can I hear what the other guy got? That guy was completely on heroin. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you did. You you already heard the bourbon inspector. Oh, that's on the nose. Yeah, it was just both on the nose. The the first nose was accurate. The second nose, someone cut the grass outside his window. (laughs) Face planted outside in the garden. Uh, so, the, so on the palate for the first one, heavy caramel and marshmallow. Heavy caramel, that was your rap name. Yeah, right, heavy caramel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with hints of vanilla and baking spice and a slight leather and rye undertone. Uh, the second palate was very sweet with caramel, vanilla, ice cream, cinnamon, red hot candies, and maple sugar candy. A complete 180 from the aroma. This is very tasty if a tad hot. I mean, I think I agree with the nose from the first one, but the yeah, palate from right. the second one. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Right. So go to the finish. Now. Yeah, the finish from the first one was warm with rye spice, taking center stage, plus vanilla, leather, oak, and lingering baking spices. Mm. And the alternate one is medium, long, and spicy with a hearty dose of cinnamon, fresh black peppercorn, more red hots, grape jam, and port wine. Hmm. Interesting. It's very much a mismatch yeah. of both of them. Yeah. The finish, I feel like, was more toward the 
first one, mm. where the palette was toward the second one and the nose was at the first one. Who knows? Get it? Wow. <laughs> Once again, punfully intended. Punfully. Painfully punfully. Well, the best part is it's almost time for a break so we can... Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah, both of these are great. Especially yes. for yeah, the price. Oh, I'm surprised yeah. how over the top you are for the, the single barrel. I know you would like it, but like you said, it's like the best you've ever tried or something. Like, no, no. I just said I liked <laughs> it better than what we tasted said, earlier yeah, tonight, you, you, which we can't talk about. Right. You said it's the best fry you ever had. It's, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I think that's what I heard. Take two. <laughs> oh, my God. Putting words in his mouth now. Yeah, you're putting words in my mouth. Don't put anything else in my mouth. <laughs> Please, fist. please. At least wait till we Give leave to do all right. that. Right. <laughs> right. Six thirty, maybe seven o'clock. All right. So we're gonna take a show. No, you guys ain't leaving now. Uh oh. I say you bought your tickets. I say let them crash. <laughs> so we're uh, we're gonna take a short break. Um, and this winter, I guess. I don't know. Gonna, what do you guys think? Which one do you like better? I know Ed liked the regular I, bourbon. I did too. And you I like the sweetness more on the first yeah, I like one. The regular all right. Well, I'm, I'm alone. I'm a sweeter palate. I'm we, alone on those single both barrel. Drink, yeah, tend I, to drink sweeter. Yeah. But I think your palate is just being true to you i think it's, it's yeah. not a negative it's a consistency that you should like that but they're both super different it's like yeah. apples and oranges like but what's crazy it's the same mash bill and yet yeah. once again it's another lesson on how yep. aging can really change a liquid into a different taste profile yeah. all right so we'll take a quick break we're gonna come back with the balboa rye mm. and uh try a few cocktails all well, right one cocktail or yeah but there's a few of us so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back from a short break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're getting ready to taste the new Rift Balboa rye. Mm. I'm a big Rocky fan, so I hope it's like, <laughs> hey, you Adrian, I drank it. <laughs> Rocky uh, Balboa. I didn't, didn't make that connection. Andy and Drew are with us. Yes. And uh, we're going to taste this and do a cocktail. Scott, uh, what do you know about the uh, Balboa rye? Well, actually, before we get to that, we're going to do uh, Andy and Drew's whiskey origin stories. All right. Well, let me do that. Then. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, do that. But first, I, I mean, I just thought it'd be a great idea if uh, <laughs> if uh, Andy and Drew would tell us their origin stories <laughs> of their whiskey. Like, as you know, Woodford Reserve was mine, Knob Creek was Scott, and we want to hear from Andy and Drew. So tell us, guys, right. how'd you get into uh, drinking good whiskey? So Drew was about to turn 21, I think. I've been a mm -hmm. big beer drinker for most of my adult life. Mm -hmm. And uh, Drew came to me one day and he was like, Dad, you know, uh, I think I want to be a whiskey guy. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Right off the bat. <laughs> right. And I uh, said, Translation, Dad, you've kind of been a pussy my whole life. <laughs> I did so, not say that. So I want to drink some like a man elixir. <laughs> Would you join me in jumping in the man's world of whiskey? Right, right. That, that's exactly anyway. what I'm with that. 
Not at all. <laughs> of course not. Drew's very respectful. Back to reality. So I go, okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. We'll do that together. All right. And uh, awesome. then I text Ed immediately and I went, so <laughs> what do you think's a good starter whiskey for somebody that's about to turn 21 and wants to uh, get into whiskey? Okay. He said... Uh, Can I guess what I said? Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> I would say Basil Hayden or Woodford Reserve. And those were the two presents that I got for my 21st <laughs> oh, yeah. birthday. <laughs> and a Willet Pot still. Right. Those Ooh. were the three that oh, I got. Oh, the Willis Pot still, yeah. I, I, that's a pretty, I dream a genie bottle. That's thing. a pretty yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah. I said, so the reason for that was let him cut his teeth on the best 80-proof whiskey out there. I still say is Basil Hayden. I mean, as far as bourbons. And then I go, let him step up a couple points to taste a great corn vanilla flavor of a mm. Woodford Reserve. So mm. what did you think of them, Drew? So I very much enjoyed them. My favorite was Woodford Reserve. So you guys were intertwined in your Mine actually story. goes back well before his. Oh, right. Suck it, Dad. <laughs> mine, mine actually did still start with Woodford Reserve, okay. though. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. Right. So my friend growing up, he lived like three houses down. He had a cooler dad. Go ahead. Go <laughs> well, he he had a trailer that when, we, when oh. I would sleep over at his house, him and I would sleep in the trailer, oh. and the rest of his family would sleep in the I house. I love you country folk. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> we, call them, we call them Disney dads, by the way. Yes. They, he is a Disney dad. Oh, shit. Tell so, what that means to the public. What does Disney dad mean to you? That means, hey, dad, can I go do this? Yeah, sure, man, whatever it is. Oh, like I see. Like, it's like no rules. Yeah. Yes. Gen X. Right. Can I do, dad, can I do heroin? Make sure it's a clean needle, son. <laughs> so Sleep on your side so you don't choke on your vomit. That's right. <laughs> so I would sleep over at his house a lot. He was like my I best bet. friend growing I up. I bet. Yeah, that's why I would I bet. <laughs> hey, Drew, you want to touch my daughter's breath? Come here, April. <laughs> Glad you opened that can of worms. Oh, so we were like, him and I were like 12, 13, somewhere in that range. So we would go to Wawa and we got like Mountain Dew as yeah. like 12 year olds do. Sure. So we were sitting there drinking the Mountain Dew and we're like, hmm, what can we do to add to this Mountain Dew? And <laughs> we started rummaging through the trailer drawers to find yeah. anything to put in there. Right. Like literally anything. And sure. we saw this bottle of Woodford Reserve. Nice. Ooh. And I just saw whiskey and I was like, hmm, hmm. all right, why don't we see how this goes? Yeah. <laughs> and that is your whiskey origin story. So, yes, we it started in a trailer with my friend. You're just like the moonshiners. Right. Right. Woodford Reserve. Right. So Mountain Dew, that was a nickname for moonshine back yeah. in the yeah. day. It's Mountain Dew was created to mix with moonshine because moonshine tastes terrible. Right. So, yeah, you're an OG. I also do not <laughs> recommend mixing Woodford Reserve and Mountain Dew. Well, it's a waste. Yeah, yeah I, no, would, I, would, I would. It's say, a waste of yeah. Woodford Reserve. Yeah, yeah, Woodford say, Reserve is good on its own. Right. You don't yes, need to mix it. No. Which I learned later on once I got to legal drinking age. That's right. That's right. So you guys started listening to our podcast about when was it? Like from the beginning, or was it like a year into our podcast? I forget was when it? you guys started it was, listening. Well, it was I right mean, around the same time as my twenty-first birthday. Oh, okay. That's what kind of prompted. The full start of so everything. Once you got whiskey into whiskey, world. then you started listening. What to year was your twenty first birthday? Twenty twenty one. Right. I was so born in the year two thousand. Yeah. For all of he's those, a, he's a young. What, what yes. month? What month? June. June. Right. So, so right it's like two years into the podcast. June of twenty twenty one. Right. Halfway yeah. mark. Yeah. So they had to do a couple episodes a week to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I was putting it on. Ed said, why don't you listen? To I got a podcast. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'll listen to that. So we, we caught up pretty fast. So. Yeah. It's a fun listen if I don't say something. It myself. is. Yeah. It, it makes is. the time go by very quickly. <laughs> so that's great. Andy, your story is kind of linked in with Drew's and you both kind of drank the Woodford and the Basil Hayden and then went from there. Yeah. Was Woodford the one that you gravitated to or was yes. there another one? Woodford has always kind of been my favorite. Yeah. That's kind of like what I hold near and dear to me because of 
that have, connection with my friend. Right, with yeah. the Mountain Dew. Have you had yeah. the Double Oaked? Do you think that's a better upgrade? I prefer the original, but I know he prefers the Double Oaked. Right. I kind of prefer the original, but yeah. I think Scott likes the Double Oaked better. So. No, I did like it initially, and then we tasted it again, and I thought it was just a little bit too much. Too oaky? Yeah, a little too What do oaky. you eat with the Double Oak? Because that's like your thing. Mm. Right. I always go with some uh, caramel M&M's. Oh. That's like oh, his nice. thing. He, always, he can't M&Ms? have one without yeah. the other. Wow. Well, that's great, guys. Um, so yeah, thanks. I'm glad you rushed through that because now we can taste the Bal- <laughs> we can taste the Balboa rye because I can't wait. Um, how old is this, Scott? Do we know? Uh, we do. So I have a one paragraph description about Balboa rye because uh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a description from their website. In addition to our flagship new Rift bourbon and rye, our distilling team has stretched their creative muscles over the years, producing a number of what we call specialty whiskeys. Balboa rye is one of the first specialties we made. Charles Fogg, our corn farmer, had also been growing the Balboa rye grain variety on his family's farm for many years, an heirloom grain whose popularity peaked in Indiana in the 1940s. He offered it to us, and we fermented and distilled it, which is probably the first time in decades that Balboa rye has been made into a whiskey, and quite surely the only example on the market today. Typical of heirloom rye, the Balboa grain is a little smaller than modern varieties with a lower output per acre of planting, but it's no less flavorful for that. It's 100 proof, it's ages four years, but the mash bill is 95% rye, 5% malted rye. Well, for 95% Balboa rye, be clear, please. <laughs> 95% Balboa rye and right, 5% a, right. malted Balboa right. rye. So and, no malted barley right. is my point. Right, and 5% Apollo Creed rye. <laughs> the false. The price is $65, and it won gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. All right, so we have a double gold, a gold, and a silver. Correct. Yes. All right, let's smell this. All right. Mmm, mm, zesty. Mm, this might be get, the best nose of all of them. I get a citrusy note yes, on this. Definitely got the citrus. Yeah. I mean, it smells like a rye, but it has a sweet citrusy, not orange, though, but like a more lemony. I think. Yeah. I think New Riff gets such a good vibe from people because it's so traditional. I mean, though, I will say their single barrel was very peppery, but their BIB rye and bourbon, and then now I'm smelling the Balboa, they're just very traditional for me. Nothing surprising, very drinkable. Mm hmm. An everyday bourbon, everyday rye. Yeah, and that's kind of what they're aiming for. They're they're just doing it as bottle and bond, trying to keep the quality up, Mm. and I think that shines through. Sweet fruit notes is what I'm getting when I'm smelling it. I can't really describe it. Cherries and maybe some blueberries. Oh, it's herbaceous. It's got some dill on it, like a Mm. um, Willet-type rye. Not as much as a Willet, but as you smell it more, I'm definitely smelling the sweeter, fruitier notes. You're a fruitier (laughs) note. On my off days, I am. (laughs) Other days, you're just sour and miserable. <laughs> I'm sad. Was that Thursday? Sad, sour, and what was the other word? Miserable. <laughs> miserable. I love the nose on this. This is really good. It smells like um, a bit of bubble gum at the I very mean, yeah, I mean, we have, we have vanilla and caramel, too. I'm just saying that's a given. That's oh, sure. there. Oh, yeah. But I'm looking for deeper stuff. You said bubble gum. I can yeah. definitely some sugar, more like, like it's cane lighter. sugar. It's lighter. Yeah, like yeah. a white sugar. Yeah. Powdered sugar, almost. Like Ooh, the really, really like fine. Confectioner's sugar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I cheated and I tasted it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, oh, I just did, too. I followed Ed. So. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Why did we sit them next to each other? I, I, I don't know. Because they're short. And I get <laughs> once again. I get I get everything I smelled. I get vanilla the requirement and, yeah. for the cool get, kids under the that's, table. That's right. Cher- I get cherries and I do get a little bit of like a blueberry thing going. Yeah, yeah, cherries. I can tell. Like, but light sweet cherries. Like not the Luxardo cherries, no, but no, like no. the maraschino cherries. The bright. I'm actually getting neon like a, red. Like I bought a cherry and ate it. I'm getting cherry. Oh, cherry cherry. cherry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Not the cherry flavoring. Cherry, cherry. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, whiskey, whiskey. Cue the crickets. <laughs> mm. You don't get to cure crickets. They work for us. <laughs> you, can, you can anticipate like the suggestion. Rest of the world. It was Ooh, a suggestion. That's good. So what's interesting about this is this tastes less like a rye than the single barrel did. Yes. Because it's fruitier. It has more bourbony qualities to it than the single barrel did. I agree. It still has that rye spice, but it's yeah. not as harsh yeah. it's definitely, as it was. It's in definitely the rye barrel. spice on the finish. Yeah. It's got yeah, it was pretty earthy. The sip I just took. This was earthy? Okay. Yeah. Let me try that. Maybe floral is a better word. Okay. Floral. I'll go for it. It is floral. See, Earth, it I is. think of like you're pulling it out of the dirt. No, <laughs> dirt. not dirt. Dirt. Andy is from Alabama, as we discussed off air, which I didn't know because he doesn't really have an accent, but sometimes it comes out. <laughs> I thought the fact that he married his cousin was how we knew. Oh, I did I not. Shit. Oh, I heard that. I'm sorry. That's no. not true. I'll no, take that back then. not true. That's West Virginia. I am not, not a product Alabama. of that. <laughs> I would like to make that known. I am not a product I thought, of I thought he, that. Wasn't that song Country Ho, Take Me Home? Country Road? Oh, oh. Wow. I, thought, I thought it was Country Ho. I'm sorry. That's, that still, that's West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. Exactly what not I said. Alabama. Not what I said. <laughs> Ed, you're wrong. <laughs> so, Ed, you're wrong. Oh, mountain Mama. <laughs> take me home, Country Ho. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Just don't say it in an Alabama yeah. accent. Or do. We got to boost our numbers in Alabama. Our Alabama numbers are weak. <laughs> Come on, Andy. That's because every now and then I get drunk and be like, Auburn ran that field goal back on you guys. Remember that? That kick six? <laughs> roll Tide, roll, roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide that day. Roll Tide. Tide. That's serious down there. <laughs> I thought we was getting a cocktail out of this now, Sorry, Scott. No, no, we are. Um, so let's get through this. Uh, I do tasting notes. And then we'll do the tasting notes. Anything else, guys? Oak, fruits, cherries, blueberries, and um, I'm not getting the ginger I got on the bourbon. No, no. no. Sweeter. A little citrus. Like, yeah, citrus. citrus. Yep, peppery yep. in the back of the throat. Not Man. as much, though, as the, no, the, the single barrel. <laughs> right, that was yeah. way more peppery. It's weird, though, because that was the single barrel bourbon, and this is the rye, and it's exactly. kind of like the opposite palate. It really right, is. This is the Balboa rye. This is a cut me, Mick. Cut me. <laughs> cut me, Mick. All right, so let's do the tasting notes. This is also from Breaking Bourbon. On the nose, bright oak, orange zest, punchy rye spice, and slightly earthy undertone. Punchy rye go. spice? Punchy rye spice. Uh, hey, punchy. <laughs> you got it with your earthy, though. Yeah. On the palate, stone fruit, orange rind, toffee, and rich rye spice with raisin and a chewy mouthfeel. On the finish, along uh, with waves of rye and baking spices, especially allspice and clove. Mm. And blueberry. <laughs> oh, it does say that. And blueberry. I, just, uh, I made it up. <laughs> nope. Right. So they're not really getting a lot of the fruitiness that we got mm. off of this, which is, uh, yeah, which is interesting. Right. You know what I love yeah. right now? It's going to cocktail. Oh, uh, would you? All right. <laughs> well, I have a cocktail already. All I have to do is shake it up. Oh my god, a Taylor Swift song. Shake it up. <laughs> Wait, that's Cars. Oh, that's the Cars. What was Taylor Swift's version? Shake it off. off. Shake oh, shake it off. off. Yeah. Oh, shake it's it coming off. off with shake her. Shake it off. Right, yeah. Well, she's a... All right, so wow. we're going to take a force. Oh, not to get the Swifties it? mad or anything. Yeah, the Swifties do not attack the I'm, podcast. I'm well, just kidding. Right. I'm just well, kidding. Any any 14-year-old girl should not be listening to the podcast anyway. Go back to school and do your homework. <laughs> I do have two daughters that are Swifties, though. That are three. three. You have three. Oh, right, but all right, so two of them are 21. Uh, and, all, and all oh, of their friends right. are Swifties. Drew, sisters, we're just kidding. We're, okay. we're just kidding. <laughs> we have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. No, I do. I really do. 
We really do. She's a very talented woman and actually seems to be very nice. No yes. need to lynch the podcast. For, for being right, a megastar, right? Like yeah. you do oh, yeah. all of we Taylor want, Swift's yeah. exes. We don't yeah. want that army coming I, I don't, out. Right, I don't, I don't, I don't like TikTok like, army attacking <laughs> they, us. They made Jake Gyllenhaal's life miserable that. for so long. I noticed that. So let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? Shake it off. Shake it off. Just Shake like that. Off. Oh, my God. La, just la, la, like Taylor Swift. It's so la. great that we can feature her because she's so talented. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, we, I think we're going to have Taylor Swift on later. Appease the teenage think, girl. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are having Taylor we're, Swift yeah, Taylor on Taylor Swift says she's going to come on sometime <laughs> yeah. down the road. She is. As soon as I oh make this God. cocktail. She's waiting until she's on her tour. And then she's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you keep this a Taylor Swift friendly spot. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be right back all with right, a cocktail. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay, so we are back in the intro. I mentioned that they had a riff top bar called the Aquifer. This is where they make cocktails and they have samples and flights and full pours of their spirits. And they have a cocktail called the Beast of Burden hmm. that had ginger in it. What a great song. Yeah, the Rolling Stone song. Yeah, oh, it was a good yeah. song. But, or Bette Midler, depending on who did it. That's right. Two ounces of new riff <laughs> bottled and bond bourbon. Yep. Uh, one ounce of ginger simple syrup, but I substituted ginger liqueur because I had it from the AI cocktails episode. We got to use it somehow. So instead of a ginger syrup, we have a ginger liqueur. Correct. Correct. One ounce of French lime juice and two dashes of Angostura bitters. Now, not included. They put a float of ginger beer on top of it, but nice. I thought that was too much, so I didn't do that. Right. This is a new riff on their new riff cocktail. You know what's best about that is that there's no alcohol in ginger syrup, but there is in ginger liqueur. So, like, rah-rah for that. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get more drunk. Oh, my God. I, the, yeah. You don't need the ginger float on top. I'm getting huge ginger notes in yeah. my nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so yeah. as we smell and taste and critique this, we're going to go through the other new Riff whiskeys mm-hmm. that they have. So they have a flagship whiskeys. The bourbon that we tasted first is one of them. They have a rye that we also talked about. It's 95% rye, 5% malted rye. It's 100 proof, four years, cinnamon, vanilla, toffee, caramel, toasted oak, mint, mm. lingering brown sugar with a slowly fading mineral grassy note. It won silver mm-hmm. at the San Francisco World Spirits. It's $45. They say that's where they shot Kennedy from, the grassy note. <laughs> that was the grassy yeah. knoll. Oh, oh shit! You're right. Yes, Sorry the about grassy, that. Yeah, grassy yeah. Knoll. Uh-huh. yeah, it's not proven, but it's a, it's a theory. <laughs> Thank you, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> no, he was in the book. Oh, 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 that's right. Right, I'm the. Uh, who was the guy who shot him? Ruby, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you, Jack Ruby. <laughs> the non-three named assassin. Right. All the other assassins are three named. Right. right. So he couldn't have done it. Exactly. Oh, this is good. Yeah, are we is. tasting it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's Ooh, better that than is I, good. Better than I thought it was going to be. You don't like it because you don't like ginger. I do it's, like ginger, but I don't like this. Very gingery. It's very. It's it very I'm like, a fan of ginger. My go-to like ginger is too. normally a whiskey ginger. That's what I get when I go out, yeah. and this is so much better. I was in, I love ginger. I like ginger beer. I like dark and stormy. I was eating fresh pickled ginger or whatever for my sushi on well, Friday night. Well, why don't you put a float of your own urine on it, you bitch? Random belligerents. Scott said enough. Of it's nonsense. Edition. Damn. I was actually, I was all ears like, oh, what's, wow. Scott's going to offer me an alternative. Let me see how this goes. More likely, oh. Scott, I'm going to put a little more splash of whiskey in there. Oh, there a, you go. It might be a little too much ginger syrup for me. That might be it. Let me okay. Now. Right. It's a two to one to mm. the whiskey ginger syrup. So. Oh, that's better. Yeah. I need, I need a little bit more whiskey. That's much better. 
There's a little too much ginger syrup, not enough whiskey for me. All right. So they also, in their flagship whiskeys, have the single barrels, one of which we tried tonight. They have bourbons and rye. Prices may vary. Their limited releases, their whiskey riffs, as they call them, yeah. uh, these are all 100 proof and around 60 to $65, but uh, more on the secondary because uh, some you can't get anymore. They have a malted rye, which is 100% malted rye. Six years aged. Wow, 100% dry. Yes. Floral and fruity with powdered sugar, oak, vanilla, saltwater taffy, pear, plum skins, clove, and pink peppercorn. It won gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Ooh. They have two maltster bourbons, one with malted rye, one with malted wheat. The malted rye is 65% corn, 35% malted rye, 5% malted barley. That's five years aged. Oak, grains, rye, spice, vanilla, and spice fruit. And the malted wheat is the same amount of corn, 65%, but 18% malted wheat, 10% wheat, and 7% dark wheat. Wow, which I guess what is the just fuck is that? Like a roasted... Like the dark web? <laughs> like the dark web. Like it's like, it's like a whiskey... off the dark web. 7% yeah. of like human trafficking. <laughs> wheat, bourbon, and human trafficking all in the bottle. <laughs> That's aged five years as dark bread, oak, currants, wood spice, grass, and grainy minerals. They have two backsetter whiskeys. Uh, backsetter is a term. <laughs> that happens when you make love with me. <laughs> I set that back right up for you. A back, more like a back wrecker. Oh, my God. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> It's unbelievable that he's single, ladies. Unbelievable. The new whiskey tinge. Unbelievable. Back wrecker bourbon. <laughs> Back, back breaker, <laughs> yeah, back breaker. Uh, back breaker, back breaker. I can't take your evil ways. Over me, your back breaker. It's a back breaker, drink taker, spine maker. Don't you stick that thing in me. <laughs> You went more graphic than me. <laughs> Poor Pat Benatar All right, look for at that it. variation. <laughs> Poor Pat Benatar. Okay, so the back set or so back set is what makes a sour mash a sour mash. They take a bit of the previous fermentation and they stick it into the new fermentation, Ooh. and that's called the back set. So they have back setter bourbon and rye. It's hot. The bourbon is the same mash bowl that we had before, four years aged. That it uses peat smoked malted barley back set. So they got their back set from like a scotch distillery. It's I a peat smoke bourbon back set all the time. Oh, God, the crickets. Oh, the crickets. The crickets are like, working. You have so to start the cricket to stop them. Like, start, stop, start, stop, and then go. We have to get new crickets. <laughs> They're confused. They they are confused. They're through. getting paid extra because it's a Sunday. All right, so, so, I, I, so I'm not even going to go to the tasting notes. So there's a rye also. <laughs> And then we'll get to the red turkey wheat bourbon, which is 70% corn, 25% red turkey wheat, gobble, gobble. which I guess is a thing, 5% multibarty. That's five years aged. Uh, they have a winter whiskey that's 65% corn, 20% malted oat, 7% pale ale oat, 5% oat, and 3% chocolate malt. That's four years Very aged. interesting. Yeah, it says surprisingly delicate and sweet with dark cocoa and unusual spice. Yeah, I, I would guess so. And the last one, which won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition this year, the malted rye finished in Pedro Jimenez. 
sherry casks for a year. It's 112.7 proof, cinnamon gold, raisin dried strawberry, butter cookie, oak, rye grain, anise, lemon curd, figs, Nutella, and toasted bread. I want it. That's a lot. I've never seen it. That's so much. And they have others that I've seen on the internet, but these were all the ones that were yeah. on their website. So that's it. That's all we got. I think that's enough. I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's quite enough. <laughs> I mean, New Riff is- The crickets one o'clock out, that's plenty, for sure. New Riff, New Riff is a whiskey that they're almost all bottle and bond. They're distilling it themselves. They're aging it themselves. In an age of sourcing, they're doing their own thing for an incredibly affordable price. I feel at 45 to 60 bucks. Agreed. Andy, what, what was your favorite one of the three that we tried tonight? Uh, I'm going to say the first one was. I really like that one. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with that. The sweetness of the first one really played to my palate and what I like with my incredible <laughs> sweet tooth. Yeah, that's so, great because that's like the cheapest one that we tasted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for yeah. me, Best for my budget. It's a battle between the Balboa and the first one, but I think I might oh, lean to the first one. Interesting. I, I really, the first one just to me is a classic delicious bourbon. I just love it. Yeah. What's really great about all three of these is they're so different. The bourbon and the single barrel bourbon couldn't have been more different than... And a bourbon and a single barrel bourbon that I've ever tasted in yeah. my entire life. And, and the same mash bill is crazy. And the Melbourne rye seemed to be kind of in the middle of the two of them. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to choose one. I really liked all of them. But, you know, with my palate, and like I said, the single barrel bourbon kind of tasted more like a rye than any of the other ones, and I'm going to pick that one. Shocker. I know, shocker. Which one had more cherry on it? I mean, I'll encourage encourage everybody to go out there and give New Riff a try if you haven't done it yet. Absolutely. They're they're delicious. I want to really thank Andy and Drew for being here. Thanks, guys, for coming out. Thank you. Yeah. And helping me move. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Twice. Um, and we thank Scott for all his hard work. Any last comments? Yeah, I mean, if you could find New Riff, try it. They're, all of them were good. Yeah. Well worth it at the price point of $40. Absolutely. Outstanding. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Drew. I'm Andy. Cheers, everybody. Later. Later.